everyone, I'm Tiffany, and you're listening to Talking Nonprofits, a podcast about the world of nonprofits. This podcast aims to amplify the voices and missions of nonprofits. We connect nonprofits to the community and bring awareness to the purpose, leadership strategies, and challenges these organizations encounter. Follow along so you too can learn how to make a difference in your community. Today on the podcast, we have the El Paso Sherm Society of Human Resource Managers, President Art Gloria. Here's a snapshot about Art. Art Gloria is an experienced professional in human resources, finance, and general business management with a demonstrated history of working in government, healthcare, diverse private business industries. He is currently the head of operations and human resource at True Tense Staffing Group. Art is very active in the El Paso nonprofit sector and serves as the SHRM president. In 2019, he was named the business leader of the year by the El Paso Chamber. Art was born in Mexico, immigrated to the US when he was 15, grew up in El Paso, Texas, where he graduated from Franklin High School. Art holds a master's in business administration from Regent University, London. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast, Art. Thank you so much for uh, inviting me and giving uh, El Paso Sherm, the Society for Human Resource Management, the opportunity to uh, be exposed through your podcast. And uh, so we're able to inform the community of what El Paso Sherm does and what the Society for Human Resources Management is. So on that note, what is Sherm? So SHRM is an organization of human resource management professionals around the globe. So we're all over the world and we're headquartered in uh, Alexander, Virginia, actually. But we have a local chapter here in El Paso, which is the uh, chapter 292 in the state of Texas, um, one out of 32 that are in Texas. So SHRM is an organization that is about educating and empowering and equipping HR professionals uh, with resources they need to succeed. What's the purpose of SHRM? The purpose of SHRM is to create uh, and educate HR managers on uh, creating better workplaces. So what that means is not like, you know, try to mitigate areas where there could be hostile work environments or, you know, mitigate situations uh, where employees are not getting along with one another and trying to resolve those issues with the whole purpose of running an organization to its max potential. There's different things that HR covers and uh, the purpose of SHRM is to educate all 300,000 members across the globe on um, creating those better workplaces. 300,000 members uh, a part of SHRM, the entire SHRM. Entire SHRM. We're not talking about the El Paso chapter. El Paso chapter has 200 plus members. And so we're a medium-sized chapter for the state of Texas. What's the most significant challenge of being the president of SHRM? Um, It would be time. We could always use more time to do more projects, more activities, uh, to connect to more nonprofits and to HR professionals across the city uh, to do projects and networking events. Um, unfortunately, this uh, one of the biggest challenges was the fact that we had to move our traditional platform of doing things, of our face-to-face events and whatnot to a 
online platform when COVID occurred. And now we're transitioning from having that online platform on a face-to-face. -face. And when we go back, do members feel comfortable? Uh, but we've had several events already face-to-face, -face, and I think that we feel pretty comfortable and confident being together again. But things have shifted. So with one of the challenges now thinking as an HR professional and as a president is, are members available to attend? Um, because, I mean, the workplaces have changed dramatically since COVID. Um, you know, we have people that are working remote now and they're not in their office. So those are things that, you know, we have to take into perspective when uh, planning and organizing our events. So I think that's one of the things that um, would be one of my stressors as president. But luckily, it's just not me. It's an awesome board of directors, which you're a part of. You're the Diversity, Equality, and Inclusion Director, which you've done a phenomenal job. So it makes my job as president a lot more easier. I'm really fortunate to be a part of a team of awesome professionals that you know are really champions of the titles that they hold on the board. And we see everything come to fruition. What keeps human resource managers up at night? I think everything, honestly, uh, you know, we literally have to think about the workplace uh, on a 24-7 basis. So succession planning, uh, I think one of the biggest challenges that everyone's seeing as HR uh, managers and directors is everywhere you go, they're now hiring. So the hiring and the, and the uh, recruitment has definitely changed. Uh, so it's unknown to us. And so we need to like know it fast and we need to know what's affecting it and what um, things we could put in place to mitigate the situation. So do we have a retention program in place? Um, or do we have an engaged culture? Uh, so these are things that, you know, um, people like in HR don't sleep about. We don't, we think about the economy. We talk, we think about healthcare. We, think about compensation and benefits, we think about legal, we think about technology, about politics, everything. What are your thoughts on telework? And I know a lot of people are saying that they don't want to go back to the office. Some people do want to go back to the office. What, what are your thoughts from an HR professional like you? So um, it's funny that you um, have this question because I was actually on a webinar earlier and what it, the bottom line honest question came to um, was, does management want that or not in the workplace? Uh, you know, do we need to fill our office spaces or can we adapt to remote working? Because it's not working from home because there's a lot of cities that, you know, home for some individuals might have the resources of like having the fast internet speed and, and whatnot, and they're having to work from coffee shops. So definitely it has really changed the panorama of what the workforce looks like, but ultimately it comes down to the decision makers, whether or not it's something that they feel comfortable with doing. If there is a culture of trust, very, very important that you trust your your teams that, you know, everyone's um, proactive and everyone's doing their job. So that's like a, a case by case uh, situation, but I think it really comes down to like, you know, does your leadership feel confident and in, um, in the leadership that they've cultivated in the organization to let people work from home? Okay. 
Now, how can, you know, the, the big thing is since George Floyd has happened, the big push has been diversity, equity, and inclusion. How can HR managers included in, how can we advocate for diversity, equity, and inclusion? When I say I, it's because, you know, I'm an HR. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely think that, you know, DEI is very important in the workplace. So it's important that, you know, leadership looks about putting it into their strategy and their strategic plan year round and like setting some metric goals that they need to achieve. And so it's all starts from the top and trying to set those uh, placers for to achieving those metrics, uh, changing policies and procedures to be more inclusive of everyone in the workforce. It also takes a lot of training and education um, because sometimes people don't mean to say comments that might be hurtful toward to other individuals because they think it's normal, but it's because of the lack of education and exposure. So uh, definitely thinking about different training and educations. Uh, communication is super important within each of the teams of how it's being implemented and how to be respectful of one another. It all ties to the culture and to the strategy and to the leadership. Changes would you like to see in the HR field part? This 2020 pandemic uh, really changed work as we know it. So businesses have faced, you know, have been forced to reset priorities and develop new operating models that many organizations are struggling to keep in place because it's not something that they were used to. Uh, so I think that as HR leaders, we need to adapt to the new business climate. And by doing so, we need to understand the role of health and well-being and psychological safety. Given the pandemic, like, you know, there's a lot of stressors that come with mental health. And I think it's something that we uh, don't really take into consideration in the workplace on a day-to-day, but it definitely has a huge toll on, uh, it's part of our health. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another one is how inclusion and, belonging changes culture. Uh, We're talking, you know, you asked a question about DEI. And so what are the impacts of of that in the workforce? Also how we talked about how training needs to be done, but we need to rethink the way that we're doing training. Like, do you know, are we doing it remotely? Are we doing it like, you know, face-to-face? Is it being done efficiently? And how do we quantify and measure the outcomes of those new programs that we're trying to, you know, to roll out. And and it's still part of the business model with all of the changes that have happened recently. Do you have to be a part of HR to be a part of uh, SHRM? What are the steps? Well, you could start being involved with SHRM, the Society for Human Resource Management, since a college student. So we do have student chapters uh, at, you know, at UTEP, we have one, and we're also working um, as a chapter with Southwest University and Western Tech University to create student chapters there. So it starts as a student, you know, learning about HR and being wanting to be a part of the HR community. You don't have to be in HR to be a part of SHRM. You could be an accountant, you could be a CEO, you could be a psychologist, you could be a lot of things because HR is everyone. 
Uh, you know, everyone who runs a business, everyone who supervises people needs to be aware of HR laws and, you know, of creating better workplaces. So that's what SHRM is here to empower and educate on creating better workplaces for everyone that's in the workplace. So it's for everyone. And so we have our local membership at www.fsherm.org. And then that's $80 if you become a local member. There's SHRM National, which is about $200 plus uh, to become part of SHRM National membership. And so if you're an HR department of one for your company uh, or for your organization, it's really important that you know, you're a part of that because it keeps you updated with all the legal updates of creating better workplaces and you know tips on creating engagement uh, and a better workplace culture just all the updates that you need to know. What are some other benefits from an HR or a non-HR perspective to being a part of SHRM? We're a community. Uh, we're a community that we, uh, you know, we connect with one another. We are friends. We are family. We we have the same struggles, which is, you know, HR. And, the, you know, <laughs> HR is, um, and because this is being heard by a lot of different people from different backgrounds, but uh, most HR managers have a little mug that says, I love HR. And you really have to love HR to be an HR. And not everyone should be an HR because if you are into creating hostile work environments, I'm scared uh, of working in the organization because we are the heart of the organization. So uh, being a part of an organization where you have like-minded individuals like you and myself, that we could talk about, you know, um, better workplace practices, creates another professional family for sure. Plus, we always get to know what's happening first before anyone else. <laughs> yes, we're in the know. We're in the know. We're in the know. What gives you joy about being the SHRM president? Well, the joy that I get is forming a new family. I mean, I think that, you know, I've been with El Paso Sharon since 2014. And through that, I've seen a lot of changes and a lot of leadership and a lot of work that we've all done. And it's just so neat to see like-minded individuals that come as perfect strangers and then we become a family and, you know, we get to connect with one with a common goal in mind. And it's just like, you know, furthering the HR profession in our community. And, you know, and, and that's the joy I get of being a part of an amazing team of professionals that just want to create better workplaces. I know it sounds really corny because I see, I keep repeating it and repeating it, but we spent 80% of our time at work. You know, we want to work at somewhere where we're happy. So then when I'm talking about mental health and stuff like that, that's, it's all tied in together. So it's just great to be a part of a team of directors. And that brings me joy, you know, that everyone does, you know, what they're supposed to, and that we're just all on the same mission. We're an awesome team. Okay. And this is our final question. I ask it for every guest on the podcast. Talking nonprofits, our mission is to connect nonprofits to the community. What is your definition of community? My definition of community is, I want to say connecting, you know, being together. It sounds really like from the dictionary, but like really like, you know, connecting to me because I've experienced it. And it's through a community that comes together that's driven and passionate 
for a mission and vision. And so that's what community is to me, uh, whether it be an HR, whether it be the community that you represent because of your heritage or sexual preference or whatever it is, it's that is what community is. El Paso, we're a community. We, we all love each other. Like, you know, we leave El Paso and we're like, don't mess with El Paso, right? Like El Paso is strong. Um, so it's coming together of something that you love. Thank you, Art, for being on the podcast. This concludes our interview and have a wonderful day. Awesome. Thank you, Tiffany. Thank you, everyone. Have a good day. Join me each week to learn about a nonprofit's passion and mission by subscribing or following Talking Nonprofits wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be the difference.